and for your glory that's in this place. Thank you, Lord, that your glory is filling our souls, our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you, Father, that you shield our minds with the helmet of salvation, that you put upon us the breastplate of your righteousness, that you gird us up with a belt of truth that cannot be shaken or overcome, that you prepare our feet with the good news of your very goodness in the earth, and Lord, that we take up the shield of faith that we're able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy and that you give us the sword of your spirit, the very word of God that holds all things into existence with one spoken word. Thank you, Father, for that power. Thank you for your word that became flesh. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. Lord, we yield to you right now. Lord, you have to guide us. You have to lead us, Lord. Teach us. Let each one hear what they need to hear. Speak to their spirits and their souls. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we had a good time last week. We got very excited. Um, I think we ended with a verse. It was... Hold on, let's go back. We were talking about synergy and partnership last week, right? And we ended with this scripture. We got real excited because the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Last week we were talking about synergy when we all come into agreement. And the power behind even just having a five-fold ministry in place. The apostle, the evangelist, the teacher, the pastor. All of these, when they come together, the power that goes out, even when one speaks. Amen? It was awesome. We got very excited. Miss Weta is going to give us a... We're going to... She's putting together a, a debt-free party. Yes. I hear right there. Because we got really excited about... How when we can come in agreement together, one idea, and believe. So we're actually going to have a party. And when we come to this party, it isn't that, oh, we're celebrating because our house is going to be paid off, or that's going to happen, or a car is one day. No, when we come to this party, we're coming as if it is already done. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And the, and also part of the thoughts were that I had said that we're going to do this week is we're going to ask the Holy Spirit. Now, if your house payment was $898 a month, you're going to ask the Holy Spirit to go ahead and show you in advance how you're going to spend that money because the debt's gone or the or, or whatever it is, whatever your debt is. So we're going to step into another level, another realm. Now, we're doing this through the mind. We're doing this through our imagination. It's called a sanctified imagination. That's what these people were doing. They were building, and because the Lord said they spoke one language, they have one mind, they were all thinking the same way, that there was nothing impossible to them. 
And of course, he had to stop it because even they were using just not even a sanctified mind, not even a sanctified imagination. Do you know Satan has, he is the perverter. He's the one who steals imagination. You have a word? Wait, get the microphone. <laughs> just to add to that, <clears throat> I was just a little boy, but at the church I was going to, they made a copy of their mortgage, and they made a big deal out of it. They had a ceremony, and they burned, well, they burned the copy of the mortgage. And so that might be a visual. We're kind of saying, okay, it's done, it's gone. Amen. Praise God. And see, these things work because word works. Everything that exists, exists because of word. You know, the, the Lord spoke all of existence, the whole earth. The earth is remaining right now in its place because of a word. Because of a word. It's, it's like this. If Jesus had the world and it's, it's, it's sitting in his hand, it's that word that's been spoken that holds it there. That even if a word comes from heaven to have an earthquake, the word, the first word that says the earth will not collapse into itself is the same word that will hold forever. So when the Lord speaks, he can shake. And it's not just shaking the earth. It's shaking everything, holding the earth, everything. So if he speaks for a shaking... It's, it's all there. But the first word that hold, held the world together is in existence. It cannot be moved. Right? It's just like in atoms. They see in atoms, they've got all these energy light things that are like little magnets, like a little magnet that should repel, should go like that. That's how we have nuclear bombs, by the way. They're able to, to harness that and, and wear it is released. But the word of God holds every particle, every atom, everything together, even though what's happening inside wants to do this. The word of God is the power that holds and makes up everything. Word. And we can come together with one word and believe it that all of our debts are gone. We were talking about the synergy the partnership, having the five-fold ministry. This ministry should be a ministry that has no debt. Now, the ministry has no debt, praise God. Well, all of the people that are faithful, attending tithers in this ministry should not have any debt. And everybody was in agreement. Everybody's in agreement, right? Amen. So we're going to, we're actually declared that last week. We're putting that in place and we're going to have a party. We're going to have a party celebrating our debts being gone, being gone forever and never being in debt again. Amen. Amen. So we're changing a mindset. We're changing. We're shifting a perspective. It's not like, oh, I've got a debt. I've got to pay it by the 15th. I've got to do this. No, our perspective is we're shifting to another place. Oh, I don't have that debt. I have that $800. Lord, how would you like me to spend that for you? This, What would you like me to do? We're shifting our perspective. And just by thinking on it, just by meditating on it, just by taking it to that other level, 
We're putting something in activation. It's activating a circum. It's activating the energy. All the angelic hosts are going to be at that party. They are going to be there. They are going to be celebrating with us. We're going to dance. We're going to learn. We're going to celebrate because they're going to be celebrating and they're on it. They're on it. Amen. They've been waiting for somebody to believe. Somebody to speak it and believe it and they are ready. Amen. So we're going to have it. And, and you may think, well, that's just silly. They're just pretending. But listen, the power of that, using a sanctified imagination that the Lord has given us. See, everything that is created, everything that exists, all came from mind, the perfect mind of God. He had perfect mind, created a perfect man, a perfect companion, someone for, to share his love. The Lord Jesus has a bride. It's perfect. And he's in you. His spirit is in you. It's perfect. So we have the debt counselor. We have the creator in us. All we have to do is activate him. Speak it. Be in one accord. That's not a Honda. Be in one, be in one mind. Amen? Amen. We're excited because we were talking about the synergy that the synergy of that togetherness can do far more than one individual can. Amen. And so the Lord is going to, is on it. He is on it. Amen. So we got excited about that last week. I'm excited about that partnership, partnership. Now, you know, each week that I come here, you know, my husband says, well, then you should get them test. They need to be tested. They need to, I, I don't. I, I don't listen to him in that area because I because because what is happening as we're talking as we're bringing scripture forward the work is being done it's being done in your spirit and it's being done in your soul okay so as I as we bring words as we bring thoughts as we bring scripture the word of God as we bring all these up you must realize that you have a body. You have a physical body. You have a soul that is this intellect, will, emotions, affections. You have this soul, but you have a spirit. And this spirit is not, you know, it, it, this perspective here is from a perspective where we're working out our salvation. That's from the soulish perspective. That's it, in my eye. But our spirit, from the spirit's perspective, that spirit is mighty and huge and perfect, as perfect as Christ himself, full of glory. What came inside of you is not just a little slither of him. All of him came inside of you. All of him is in your spirit. But it's hard for us to connect through the soul, because our soul needs to be renewed. That's why we had this. This is from the soulish perspective. Because as our soul gets renewed, as the mind gets renewed, then more glory. What it is, is we're able to see more. We're able to have the perspective of Christ. We're able to see and connect and 
and think like the Lord with the mind of Christ. But the spirit in us is fully him, fully mature, fully victorious. And he is the one that when we speak and say all debts are canceled, it is done like that. Amen? Now, it might take our souls a little time to catch up with that. Because it's because it it's like a miraculous thing, right? So our souls are challenged. Oh, I don't know if I can believe that or not. Right? But listen, when we begin to use our sanctified imagination to line up with the mind of Christ and his desire, his desire is for you to be completely debt free, completely healed, completely restored, completely redeemed in every single area of your life that is his mind it is perfect mind we have the one who has the perfect mind in us we've just got to step into that connect with it shake off those heavy bands shake off that soulish stuff and step into the spirit because the spirit is perfect Amen? Amen. So each week as we talk, what's happening is you have your body, you have your soul, you know, and and you have uh, a way of seeing things, okay, through that soul. But each week when we hold up the Word of God, we're holding up a mirror. We're holding up a mirror, but you're not seeing yourself. You're seeing Him. You're seeing your spirit. Him in your spirit. Amen? He's in you. So you begin to see that part that you've not seen before. Okay? And we're going to, um, we might do an exercise in just a little bit too, pertaining to that. But partnership, our, our shield of faith, biblical idea of a shield of faith was in view of shields of Roman soldiers. You know, the Bible talks about the shield of faith. It says their soldiers were designed to be linked together so that the whole row of soldiers could move together simultaneously. Why would anyone want to make this journey alone? And we've talked about this, how pride can make you an island. I had that in me. I had so much pride that I didn't need anybody. I could do this on my own. I, I picked and choose what I would and would not believe. Well, I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to, you know, my little intellect was always so know-it-all. You know, and we have that. We, we do that. But when we yield to him, we yield to him, then we realize that he, he loves everyone. He loves everyone. He loves unity. He loves one body, his one body together unified, moving, breathing, acting, living together. We're not an island. We're a part of him. He's in us. And every part of you was designed, was created, was particularly organized, particularly every part of your soul, everything that you've ever experienced was particularly done so that you could be an expression of him in a way that he, he wanted to express himself. Everything about you is for him 
to express himself in a very unique way. You know, it talks in scripture about his folds and folds of glory, manifesting glory. Well, what do you think all those folds are? Those folds are just like more and difference and variations so that the angels, every time he moves, every time he breathes, they see something they'd never seen before. And they go, holy, holy. And then they see something else, holy. Because he's ever changing. He's ever creating. He's ever growing and growing his self. Because the glory is magnifying. It's forever growing, forever magnifying. It's not like, oh, glory's tapped out. That's all the glory there's ever going to be. Do you understand that we cannot comprehend? Because our brains, our soul cannot comprehend infinity. We cannot comprehend the Father. It's because he is the one who was not born. He was always. How... That's like, how can our little finite mind in the area of time and space even comprehend it? We can't. But that's who he is. He's the unborn one who always existed, always ever unfolding new glory, new glory. And you are just an expression of one of those folds. Do you understand that? You are an expression of him. And you haven't even tapped into your potential. You haven't even discovered it because your soul has been caught up in paying debts or doing this or doing that or dealing with this hurt, dealing with that pain. Your soul's been so oppressed because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you focusing on your junk. But we're going to step out of our junk. We're going to use our sanctified imagination with the mind of Christ. Because what does he want? He wants you to be free. He wants you to be completely free. And growing and expressing him in new levels, new ways. Amen? Amen. So we, we need each other to do this. We need each other. When I come to Weeda's party and I'm going to be celebrating that all of my debt is paid off, I need her to be in agreement and be full of joy with me. So that we can believe this together. We need each other. We need the synergy. We need the fivefold. We need each other, right? You have an effect on others one way or another. What is your effect going to be? What is your effect on other people going to be? Is your effect going to be pulling out the manifold glory of God that's in each and every person? Is your effect going to be one that is just so self-centered that you don't even see the other person? But we need each other. This is a visual of the Roman army, how they use their shields. And as a group, they created a unit, a synergy. We have that here. We have that here when we're connected, you know, I tell people all the time, if you'll just plug in to Kingdom Life Ministry, that means get connected. And don't just get connected like, oh, I think I'll go, and I think I'll, you know, maybe I'll take this, and maybe I'll, you know, there are people who form their own golden calf. Because they take a little piece of word, or they take something from here, 
and they take something from over there. Well, I believe this. I don't believe that. I want to believe this. Oh, I'm gonna, and they take and they form their own golden calf. And what they have is a mixture that's got some deception in it, some stuff, and there's no power. It's why the church has no power. So much of the church is powerless. But there is power here. I mean, we know it. We hear the testimonies every week. We see the lives being changed. The miracles do happen. There is a power. And I tell people, if you'll just connect, and that means commit, commit, you know, to, to like even the leadership, the, the fivefold that's being established, commit, plug in, get unified, bonded. Learn everything that you can that's being brought and taught out of this ministry. Amen? Plug in, become a part. And, and find a way to serve in this ministry. You will be blessed beyond your, your socks. Sheila, you could be a testimony of that. Since you started House of Zion, you know that you've been blessed, that the Lord's taken you to another level. So whenever you do something, whenever you're serving in the ministry, in any way, it doesn't matter what it is. Let the Lord guide you on what you can do to be a part. Just be a part of the team. Be a part of the protection that needs to be there. Even if it's just intercessory prayer, believe me, if you spend time and say, I will be an intercessory prayer, and let the Lord give you the word, and we have instruction, too, from the apostle about things or words that need to be prayed, then you agree to pray that word and nothing else because you don't want to muddy it, want to keep it pure, then you can play a part of what's happening in the spirit. Amen? So that's what we want to do. We want to be a team. Can we turn a little bit of air on? Does somebody know how to do it? Okay. Proverbs 25. Now see, every time we bring scripture, you may think, well, I don't know. What does that have to do with me? Every time you bring scripture, we're holding up a mirror, the word. The word is what is in your spirit because he's in your spirit, right? It says, a plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. We need to surround ourselves with people of understanding to help draw out what God has planted deep within your soul. So you need to be around people, wise counsel, that have understanding, that have spiritual discernment. And listen, the Lord will use each of you. You know, it's like, um, it's like I didn't know that I would have the answer for somebody. Somebody could come up and ask me something, and I'm, I wouldn't know that I had that answer until they asked the question. And then it's like the teacher shows up, the one who has the answer. And it's amazing how the, the word the Lord will speak. It's like, wow, I, I wouldn't have known that. So we let him move through us and use us, right? So we surround ourselves with people. And listen, you are one of those people. You are one of the people with understanding. What's your perspective about yourself? 
Do you feel like, well, I don't have any answers. I don't know. I could never tell anybody. I could never help somebody understand. I could Listen, stop talking like that because you're absorbing it. Each time you come in here, each time you open the Word of God, each time you worship, each time you pray, you are absorbing. You are gaining understanding because every answer is in your spirit. Everything that is ever, ever, every mystery that's ever, ever, ever been is in you because of the perfect one who is in you, who is in your spirit. And it's amazing how when a question can come up, how all of a sudden, if you will draw on that well of the perfect one and not try to figure it out up here, but let him move and let the perfect mind come forth, it's amazing. You will be, it's like, wow, that's awesome. Let me write that down. <laughs> Amen. So we have to. We have to surround ourselves with people of understanding to help draw out what God has planted deep within your soul. Now, when I say in your soul, I'm saying really in your spirit. God has planted something deep in your spirit. You know, we've done the exercise where, where we open the door and let the Lord show us something about ourselves, something that he had a desire for. And it's an amazing exercise because it's like, wow, I see something. And in the same time, there's a part of you that knew it, right? The, the very thing that he showed you, there was a part of you that went, I knew that. I knew that. It wasn't a real big surprise, right? So it's there. What he's planted, and as you surround yourself with his word, worship, prayer, meditation, and the people of God who speak and move with his spirit, this draws these things out. So we often see what we want to see. Our, our perspectives can be faulty. So we need other people. We need other people who can see what we cannot see. And they'll, they'll see things that we might miss. They help us stay in touch with reality. Because, listen, you know, it's like I had a whole lot of pride, and I didn't know it, but other people knew it. They could see it, but I didn't know it. I thought all was okay. You know what I'm saying? So other people can see or sense things, and, and, you know, when you're in this ministry, we're the kind of people here that we just want to humble and say, hey, I just want to get it right. You know, if there's something in me that needs to be corrected, we want to get it right. Praise God. Amen. So great trust has to be involved. Now, when I say partnership and unity, there has to be trust. You've got to know that the people that you trust and are close to, or confide in, or counsel with, are people that love you. Bottom line, I think that's it. Just people that love you. And there are people who don't, you know, that, that will take advantage of something that you tell them, or whatever. But, you, but if you know that they have the love of Christ in them, and they love you, they're going to protect you, right? 
So we're called to protect. And everyone that comes to you, I don't care who they are. I don't care what kind of problems they got going on in their life. If you let love rule, you protect. Love does no harm. And that means that with your words, when that person has walked out of the room or whatever, that your words are protecting and loving and no harm, right? That's who we are. Amen? We protect. So trust. 1 Samuel 18, 1, Jonathan David. Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. So we have soul ties, but some soul ties are good. Some soul ties are ordained by God for purpose. Because Jonathan loved David like he loved himself. He helped protect him, right? So we want to know that the soul ties that we have are good. Now, everyone here, we've talked a lot about soul ties. And we've talked about the good ones, and we've talked about the bad ones. And so each one of us need to examine, always be aware of negative soul ties. Teresa had a negative soul tie with her car. Praise God, she got delivered of it. We're going to get rid of our soul tie with our debt. Yes. Hallelujah. Hello. I feel that. That's going to be our resurrection. We're getting rid of that soul tie. That thing hurts us, doesn't it? It hurts your soul, doesn't it? We're getting rid of it. Amen? It's going to be gone. In Jesus' name. Amen. So there's good soul ties. And you can, you can have that. When the Lord brings people in your life, there are people that you'll meet. It's like, um, like um, when I met Dr. Siddiqui's wife, Anita, I felt like she was a sister. And when we were on our trip together, we just played and had the best time like two little girls. <laughs> we had a ball. Dr. Siddiqui said he'd never seen his wife like that. He'd never seen her laugh like that. Just We had a wonderful time. And, you know, she has this long, long hair. And I had a dream the other night that, that she cut her hair. So I'm just wondering, you know, if that's going to happen. But, <laughs> but I said, you know, I wonder if she's cut her because I feel like she's my sister. And it's like there's a soul tie there, you know. And I don't know if she feels that same thing, but I think she probably does. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Amen? Amen. Partnership involves trust. Choose wisely who you join yourself with and your life with. Now, this is like, if I could go back and have that advice in my life, oh, Lord. Have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Woo! So, take it from the elderly. Choose wisely. <laughs> the ones who have lived through it. <laughs> Choose wisely who you join yourself with and your life with. Because, listen, who you join yourself with in marriage or in close relationships, even the person you go to have a good time with or have a fun, you need to be choose them wisely. You know that this person is somebody who you can trust, who loves you and not going to harm you, 
and that you both help each other grow. You know, that you're pulling out the best for them and they're pulling out the best of you. Amen? So research has proven that even people three degrees removed from you can have some influence on your happiness. So three degrees, what is that? Well, that could be, you know, husband, uh, mother-in-law, or whatever, you know, like just three degrees that these people can have significant impact on your happiness. So if you're connected to people, even three degrees removed from you, that it can impact your life. These are just research. It says they can influence your happiness, your health, your habits, your other life-directing areas. Research looking at the facts that influence your well-being, ability to feel safe, and be involved with a greater community found that chances of you sensing a thriving overall well-being are 63% higher if you live with someone who also does feel safe and able to be involved in community. And, and I know that's for a fact. If you are involved with somebody who doesn't trust, who has uh, problems in all kinds of areas, it impacts you. It affects you, right? So we want to be careful who we join ourselves with because more than likely soul ties develop and the, even if they're negative ones. And you don't, you don't want that in your life. We want to protect our souls as well as the souls of other people. Because when that person has got so many problems and we start to get involved to the point that it's affecting our soul, then we're not helping them if we're getting a negative impact on us. We're not helping them by being involved with them. Okay? You have to actually let someone else that they need to get involved with them right? Amen. It goes down to only 20% if you don't live with someone who feels safe and involved with community. Research similar in friendships, work associates. Consider carefully who you do life with. Who do you do life with? (laughs) Let's do life with Jesus. Okay, here's one. Laugh with somebody. Now, listen. All you high emeralds and you high rubies and you high serious people, you need to have somebody in your life that just flat cracks you up. I mean, that you just laugh with. I mean, I think that's what Anita and I did. That, you know, we just, that just happened so much. We laughed so much. It was incredible. Job 8, 21, it says, He will yet fill your mouth with laughing and your lips with rejoicing. Proverbs 17.22, a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing. Ooh, that's, that's really interesting. A joyful mind causes, it causes healing. Isn't that awesome? But a broken spirit dries up the bones. A broken spirit will kill you. <laughs> I mean, it just, you die, right? So we got to find people to surround us with that are going to bring out the best. And, and it's always good to have somebody that just, you know, you can laugh in the Lord and it's all good, clean laughter. And they're just fun, right? And, they, and it may not even be a Christian. 
you know, but if it's clean and, and good, if it, then that might be the person that the Lord has appointed to you to bring into the kingdom because, oh, you know, they laugh now, but just think of the rejoicing as they meet the, the Jesus, right? Amen. So don't cut out any soul ties or relationships that the Lord may have actually ordained. Amen? Amen. So a cheerful disposition is good for your health, gloom, and doom leave you bone dried, bone tired. <laughs> if, you, if you are tired a lot, and I know I have gone through little spells. I'm like, I go three flights of stairs, you know, every day and uh, just go up and down. And I that last rung, woo, I'm like, <gasps> And I have to catch myself because if I start getting really tired, like, oh, man, I'm tired. If I start speaking that and I start feeling that, I have to resist that. And I have to say, wait a minute now. That's not true. I don't need that, that you know, flesh. You hush up. You've got the spirit of the Lord, the energy. All life comes from him. All, he is the life force. And so I have to activate that, that energy, right? Amen. And I find, and then I find myself singing and dancing and praising the Lord and just, you know, just having a good time. Amen. And it just that tired stuff just goes away. It's amazing. It's like a demonic attack and it just goes away. I love it. I love it. So here's some people laughing. And so they're really having a good laugh. And that's what you want. You want to be able to find people around you that just, yeah, we just want to laugh. In fact, let's just do that right now. Everybody just laugh. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you laugh? Amen. Just look at, okay, I'm looking at her. She's going to make me laugh. <laughs> right? Oh, okay, but Cherise, come on, Cherise. Let's get a laugh. little laughter. Come on. <laughs> She's a quiet laughter, a quiet laughter. All right, laughter is good. Just think about how we're going to feel when those debts are gone. We're going to be dancing in the streets. We're laughing. Woo, it's going to be awesome. The devil has no more uh, grab on us. You know, debt and mortgage is like the death thing. It's, it's like the mortician comes, you know, the, death, the, the, kid, the, the, the guy who wants to bury you and put you to death. Well, that, that, that's what happens to your finances with these big old mortgages. I just can't wait. Praise God. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be laughing. Well, if we laugh at the devil now, we laugh at him now and say, hey, I, I mean, I just, I can see him now. He's like this little worm, this little thing. He's got all this big debt. He's just holding it there, and it's just like this balloon, and, and here comes the word of God and a little joy, and we just pop that balloon, pew, and the devil's going, what you do? I got nothing now. Right? That's what he does. He's just a little worm. He, he looks so big. He's got nothing. Nothing. Amen. Laughter is an instant vacation. Milton Berle. How many of you remember Milton Berle? <laughs> okay, we're showing our age. Robin doesn't know. <laughs> he was. 
Yeah, comedian, old man, yeah. Milton Berle. Yeah, an instant vacation. Woo! A day without laughter is a day wasted. I can't read who said that. Charlie Chaplin. So every day, we can laugh at the devil. You can laugh at the devil and just go, I see what you're up to, and just laugh at him. Because he's nothing. Always find a reason to laugh. It may not add years to your life, but it will surely add life to your years. And I do believe it adds years to your life, you know, because it's healthy. It brings health. Lesson in life. I love this. I love this. It says, a wise man sat in the audience and he cracked a joke. Everybody laughs like crazy. After a moment, he cracked the same joke again. This time, less people laughed. And he cracked the same joke again and again. When there is no laughter in the crowd, he smiled and said, You can't laugh at the same joke again and again, but why do you keep crying over the same thing over and over and over again? Isn't that amazing? What a thought. So, okay, let that sink in. All right. Live every moment, laugh every day, and love beyond words. And we want to do that every single day. This is just pictures uh, that I found. I was like, give me pictures of Jesus smiling and laughing. And here he is holding a baby. And you see the baby laughing and he's laughing. This is our Lord. He is full of joy. The, when I had the visit in heaven, when we were here worshiping, interceding that time, and I saw them setting the table, and Jesus came in the room, he was so full of joy. He was so excited. The whole place was like electricity full of excitement. They are so excited about what's happening on the earth. It's not gloom and doom in heaven. They know what's happening. They know the, that the lamb is coming, and they were setting the table for the marriage supper for the bride to be united with, the, with the, the son. And he was so excited, just like he's getting ready for his bride. And I'm telling you the joy, the joy that the Lord has. So I just found a couple of pictures of him laughing. Somebody portrayed him laughing. You do? Oh, wow. How awesome. And they drew that. That is it. He is so happy. And even when you have loved ones that have passed, there's so much joy. <laughs> they wouldn't come back here <laughs> at all. I mean, there's so much joy where they're at. It's incredible. And it's real. It's real. It's more real than this place. This is like the dim mirror. This is like the very dim mirror. What there, there is a reality in heaven, and it's awesome. Amen. So in partnership, the result is harmony, respect, love, and an explosion of creativity and joy. So when we have partnership, and you must think about this in your life, who are you in partnership with? Who are you really connected to? Who's really a part of your life? Who are those people? 
Or are you an island? Are you one of those people like an island and you're solving everything yourself and doing it all yourself and, you know, just taking this and taking that, a little bit of this and that? We need to think about that because other people, whether they're in our life or not in our life, is affecting our life, right? And we want to make good choices. We want to have partnerships. We want to have friendships. We want these things for our soul. This is uh, Steve Jobs. He says, great things in business are never done by one person. They are done by a team of people. And you know, the Lord likes teams. He picked 12 disciples. He picked a team. And he said, when you go out, you go two by two. You don't go out alone. You're not some lone ranger. Amen? Two by two. Who is your ministry partner? Who's your partner? I know my husband's my partner, and y'all are probably a team, a partnership. But for your single people, God, could, you can have a ministry partner. You can have one. Just ask the Lord to show you who should be the person that is my ministry partner that I can be in partnership with. Amen? Our success has really been based on partnerships from the very beginning. That's Bill Gates. So, you know, the people, there are people who understand about partnership and people being together and a team and the synergy, the power behind that. And like we talked last week about the fivefold. I mean, it's awesome. And you think about getting fivefold ministries together, other fivefold ministries coming together. Woo, my gosh. We, I mean, listen, I'm excited about what's happening in the earth. I'm, I'm just excited because God is doing it. This says we are all travelers in the desert of life, and the best we can find in our journey is an honest friend. And that's, that's good. We need an honest friend. This is from Mr. Will Smith. Everybody needs a partner to stand right by their side, not only not only down for the good times, but also down through the bad times. So you need somebody that's, that's around. And if you're single, God will give you a friend. You don't have to be alone. You have a ministry partner, a friend, someone you can trust, somebody who loves you. Amen? You're not alone. You are not alone. And you have the Lord. We already have a partnership right on inside of us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're never alone, ever. Amen? We have that team, and he always sends the right person. He always sends the right people to us. Amen? To be a part of our life. Love is not just about finding a good partner. It's also about being a good one, being a good partner. So this is, you know, for friendships, marriages, you have to determine, are you the best person for them that you need to be? Amen? Before you criticize your partner for their mistakes, make sure you're not one of them. <laughs> yeah, so that's just something to think about. <laughs> Tom's going, ooh. <laughs> All right. Make sure you're not one of them. <laughs> All right, I'm letting that sink in. Stop looking for a partner. Focus on your goals and rebuilding your life. The right person will eventually find their way to you. 
And that's so true. You know, when you are focusing on the Lord and what he's doing and the goals he has for you, the right people find you. You don't have to go looking for anything. They find you. All right. So we're going to begin. Let me see what time it is before I start on a new subject. Ah, we're going to do something real quick. We're going to do a quick exercise. I hope I have enough. So let's pass these out. And take the little sticker off. We'll see if I have enough. Y'all, y'all may have to share. I don't if 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 I have. I'm thinking I just did this this morning. Okay. Don't look at it yet. Take the sticker off and don't look. Don't look. This is an exercise. Just take the sticker off. There's a sticker on there that might obstruct your view. So, oh, we're almost right, right on target here. This is great. Okay, y'all take the sticker off. <clears throat> All right. Now, this is something the Lord put on my heart to do, and I've been thinking about it. And um, I've been asking Him. Every week, when? When are we going to do this, Lord? <clears throat> so I, this is it. So this is special. This is a special exercise, okay? And um, so take the sticker off. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to hold the mirror up in front of you. No, I put this. <laughs> Sheila, you just cracked me up. Okay, she's one who's making me laugh. Hold it. All right, now look in the mirror. You can do it one at a time. Yeah. All right, so both of you. Now, I want you to think about right now, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Did somebody tell me? What was the first thing that came? My hair is looking Your hair? Okay. Your neck is wrinkly? Okay. Wrinkles around the eyes. What else? That was the first thing. Awesome. All right, Kim. What's your first thing? <laughs> we love them. We love them. They're awesome. Let's keep going. Who else? Therese. What was the first thing you thought? <laughs> okay. Kenrick. Handsome. <laughs> Louise? <laughs> Louise, what was the first thing? Face is shining. And and who's this fella? That's my son. Okay, in, in your name, well, I, huh? Vincent. Okay. My, I, I'm terrible at names. If I see it written down, I've got it locked in, but just hearing them, I have to ask three or four times. Okay, Vincent, what did you see? You just saw your smile. And Sheila? Okay. All right. So everyone, you made a note of what you saw when you looked in the mirror. All right. Now, we're going to look in the mirror, and you can do this separately for those who share. And I want you at this time to not look at all those outer things because we're not going to look at the body. I want you to look deep into your eyes. Now, 
Look deep into your eyes. Can you see your eyes? You know, the word says that the eyes are the windows of the soul. Now, I want you to look deep into your eyes. And what do you see in your soul? Okay? Look deep into your eyes, the windows of your soul. All right? Put your mirrors down. Now, who wants to tell me what they saw? Sheila? Let's, let's get the microphone. Let's pass it around. Okay. Deep hunger. Okay. Hunger in your soul. And that's hunger for more of him. Okay. Let's pass the microphone. I want to hear some more feedback. We're transparent. For many years, I wasn't able to see what I'm looking at now. Um, strength and confidence. Finally. Strength and confidence. Yes, finally. Awesome. All right. Priscilla? You didn't see anything when you looked deep into your eyes? Okay, that's all right. Love, joy, and a need for more. And a need for more. Um, I, like I said, I actually did this exercise this morning. Okay. Uh, without even, you know. So, Brenda? I could see, um, you know, a reflection in each, each eye, you know, just a little speck of reflection. Anyway, I could see a reflection of Jesus in the secret place. Awesome. Yeah. I guess this sounds too physical, but well, when I was taking anatomy, they said when you look in someone's eyes, you're really looking at the tension of their brain. Mm-hmm. Extension of the brain. <laughs> so what did you see? Sharice, depth, depth, okay, deep, deep unto deep. Kendrick? Power. Power, awesome. All right, who do we did? We missed a couple of people here. Huh? Kim? Compassion. Compassion, <laughs> I love it. Hmm? You just didn't see anything in your soul? Okay, that's all right. Nothing? Okay, this exercise to another level. We have two levels, two more levels that we're going to do this. And as you do this exercise, I want you to do this at home. So I'm just introducing this to you, okay? Because this is something, you know, I do this class because of things the Lord has showed me. And this is something that I've done over the years. But I want you to hold the mirror up now. I want you to look deep into your eyes. This time, you're going to talk to your soul. You're going to talk to yourself. And you're going to whisper three words. I'm going to look. You're going to look right into the eyes of yourself. And you're going to whisper, I love you. From yourself. So let's take a minute, and when you're finished, just put your mirror down. All right? Now let's pass the mic, and let's hear the experience. Spring is tearing. What I sensed was, as I was saying that, was the Lord saying that through me, to okay. me. Good. Okay. The reflection that seemed, seemed like it got a little wider. 
Okay. Vincent? Is that how you say it? Vincent? Okay. Um, I felt the weight lifted as if I owed that to myself. You felt a weight lifted? Awesome. Priscilla? I just felt like that I needed to know that she loved me. I haven't really loved myself. So you found that difficult to really say that to yourself and really love yourself. Okay. So that's good. You can do this at home. We're going to take this to another level. All right. Well, you saw me put the mirror down and then put it back up the first time. I thought, well, I'm not sure I believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not easy. Yeah. Because I don't know that I have loved myself either. But the second time I focused on it and I thought, he loves me. Mm -hmm. Right. I, and I know for me, it was very hard for me to look myself in the eyes and say, Zenny to Zenny, I love you. Okay? And Robin, you've already talked. You Okay. Teresa? It just made me smile even more. <laughs> you know, just saying, I love you. Huh? Awesome. I, you know, I can't say that I always could say that I, I love myself, but... Um, when Somehow. the weight when the weight is removed, yeah, uh, you can you can say that, yeah, and it just made me smile. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and um, Teresa, okay, Teresa, I felt like um, Teresa and Kim, I felt calm, and it's easy to say that when you come to a place that you can say that to yourself and you actually believe it. And I was going to say something after Robin had spoke earlier. Um, but I think I was just going to, and I don't know where you're going with this exercise, and I don't want to ruin it if that's okay. what you're doing. Okay, well, if you think it might, then okay. don't, don't go any further. All right, because we're going to take it to another level. I, I do want to say that when I first, the Lord had me, he's the one who told me to do this. Because, you know, I had gone through so much abuse and obviously there was something in me that felt like it deserved it. And I had to learn how to love myself. And this is a healthy, holy love. Because, listen, we are our own worst enemy. Do you know how much negative talk you do to yourself inside? It's incredible. And if you don't love yourself and you're listening to all that, You've got to learn to love yourself. And I had learned that. The Lord helped me doing it this way. This was so powerful for me. And I did it, and I've done it through the years at different times because there were different levels that the Lord was growing me. But in the beginning, I couldn't even look at myself. I could, you know, look at the outside like we did at the first, but I could not look myself in the eyes. And I, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was shame or reject. I don't know. I didn't know how to identify it. But the Lord helped me love myself so that I could even begin to love other people. If, because it's even for some reason, we feel like we're not worthy. How can you possibly really love other people? 
You're missing out a whole nother level until you learn how to love yourself. Okay? Now, what we're going to take the mirror and we're going to do this. The last step, and this is the very next step the Lord showed me. There's sometimes that I do this and I'm telling you the impact over the next several weeks of a, a revelation. So these things grow. It's like I, I tell my husband, I don't give homework, but we just show you things. We just teach you things. You see it and it does the work. The Lord does the work. But you're going to hold the mirror up. Now, each person in here has invited Jesus into their heart. He's in your spirit, and his spirit is perfect and it's whole, and he's living inside of you. You're going to hold the mirror, and you're going to look deep into your eyes. And this time, you're going to call on Jesus to speak. The very same words in a whisper I love you and let I when you look into your eyes I want you to see him in your eyes loving you through your eyes and when you're finished let's put our mirrors down now how many of you felt that you felt him say I love you you know what's going to happen this week? I mean, I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I love this. You'll be just walking somewhere with the laundry, and all of a sudden you will get completely overwhelmed with his love. You're going to experience it, that this week just by doing this exercise because you open something up in your soul to receive his love. And so he's going to, He's going to, it just out of nowhere, just show you more and more of that. Healing for your soul, healing for your mind. There is peace for troubled times. Amen. All right. Well, the man